kind of feels hot. You feel hot? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty warm. Yeah, I think uh, we're all gonna die. I think this is it. The world's being destroyed. Uh, what? Yep, this is it. End of the world. The apocalypse. Armageddon. I'd say we have, uh, oof, gee, three weeks left to turn this thing around. The worst part is it's all your fault. I can't believe you've done this. What, how is this my fault? Well, you produce carbon dioxide, and there's way too much of that stuff. Too much? Yeah, how much is there? How much is too much? Look, I don't even know. I'm not here to understand vague pseudoscientific talking points. I'm here to enforce insane restrictions on the basis of those talking points. Restrictions? Yeah, you know, like uh, carbon credits and no gas stove and you have to eat bugs and live in a tiny box like a bug and uh, injure bloodline, you know, no children or anything like a, like a bug. Okay, that is insane, yeah. Well, it's a crisis, a climate crisis, so we don't have time to think about this stuff. We're saving the earth. From what? Well, from people. Yeah, <laughs> like other people, not like you and me, but like, you know, people, humans. So you want to eliminate humans? Well, it's not quite that simple. Yeah, I feel like that should be a hard no. Well, no, see, it's, it's math, we have this equation, and we're trying to get this number down to zero. And one of those variables is people. Yeah, that's right. We're trying to reach zero by multiplying these non-zero numbers by whatever the value of people is. We call it net zero. Okay, because people produce carbon dioxide by existing. Right, so it's all about switching energy production to carbon neutral sources. All right. And also not breathing or eating. I'm sorry, what? Great news. We're making big progress. The oldest and largest power plant in all of England just went 24 hours totally carbon neutral. They didn't burn a single ounce of coal all day. What did they burn instead? Biomass. What is biomass? Trees. Big, beautiful trees from across the ocean. See, we cut them down in British Columbia, ship them across the Atlantic, and burn them for fuel. <laughs> Wait, so just because you don't burn coal, you're calling that zero emission? Well, the banks do. Yeah. The banks. Yeah, the bank. The bankers, the international bankers, they're in charge of all of this because they're so selfless and caring. Okay, and they're making us give up combustion fuel. Well, not totally, just like natural gas and coal and stuff like that. Yeah, but not trees. No, not trees. Trees are fine. All right, that's crazy. Isn't there any other power generator source? Like, what about windmills? Oh yeah, windmills are great. Yeah, after like 18 years, they're carbon neutral for a couple years. Plus, when they freeze, you can just keep them spinning with the diesel engine. Also, they kill a ton of eagles. Uh, is that a good thing? I guess not, but we're saving the earth here. You can't make omelets without breaking a few eggs, and you can't build windmills without killing a ton of eagles and whales and chopping down two million trees in Scotland. Okay, wait, so you're burning trees for fuel, but you're also cutting down entire forests to make fields to build windmills? That's right, and also we're just chopping down trees and straight up burying them in the ground. It's a, it's a new initiative. I hate trees. Don't trees, like, absorb carbon dioxide? No, that's what my giant vacuum machine is for. It's huge. Okay, this is, this is getting weird. Windmills. Windmills work, though. Yeah, windmills work great, unless there's, you know, too much wind. Okay, what about solar panels? Solar panels, also fantastic, unless there's, you know, too much sun. All right, what about nuclear energy? No. All right, well, well what about cars? I mean, cars run on gasoline, so what about them? Actually, every car is going to be electric from now on. Can the power grid handle that? Every car being electric? Uh, no, no. So... I don't get it. How are people going to drive? <laughs> how are you going to drive when you don't own a car? What do you mean, I won't own a car? I mean, how will I get anywhere? Well, it's easy. Everybody will share a small amount of cars. You'll have an app like Uber where you can request a ride and also apply for a transit permit to leave the 15-minute perimeter. What 
15 minute perimeter. Yeah, the one I'm gonna put around you, it's called an ultra low emission zone. It's a core aspect of the sustainability development goals. It's where you can't leave your neighborhood and don't own a car and never fly and can't eat meat. Look, you're never gonna get these laws passed. No, they'll pass, just uh, not through law. No, I'm just gonna sort of do it. See, I don't have to pass a law to make beef illegal. I'll just buy the cattle farms and shut them down. See, I uh, control the market with my incredible wealth. You control the market? That's right. So are you the one that offshored all of our manufacturing to China? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Hey, China, where there's no environmental controls at all, the number one polluter on earth? No, no, that can't be right. No, no way, that would be, that would be crazy. Watch the full video right now at band.video. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina, it also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. The program leftists failed to silence. It's the Alex Jones Show. Welcome to the Alex Jones Show. I am Chase Geyser, your host. Just very briefly this morning, joined by one and only Harrison Smith, one of our favorites here at InfoWars. Alex Jones is going to be taking over the broadcast any minute. I'm told that half past the hour he's going to be on the air. So we are filling in for him. It's an awesome opportunity to be on the Alex Jones Show with this distinguished audience of Info Warriors everywhere. So don't be discouraged. The man himself will be in the studio any minute. He's fighting the info war on another front right now. Harrison, how are you doing, man? Oh, just terrible, Chase. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's everything's, funny. Everything's awful. <laughs> right before the show, I was like, hey, how was your show this morning? He's like, oh, the whole world's falling apart. They're abducting people's children in the name of this trans ideology. And, you know, yeah. it is easy to get blackpilled. Do you feel, would you consider yourself a blackpilled person or do you maintain optimism? You know, it's it's a, it's a constant struggle. I maintain op. Uh, here's how I maintain optimism. When people ask, like, "Are we screwed?" You know, is it hopeless? I'm always like, "Well, I'm not hopeless. I'm not. You know, my cause isn't lost. My family will survive. I've got my storable food. I've got my what. No matter what happens with the rest of the world, I'm good. My family's good. There's a lot of hope in that. But it it, it feels like we're you know, I understand we're fighting against the um, momentum of a society that's been on the wrong path and, and headed in the wrong direction for literally decades. So part of me is like, you know, imagining a, a cruise ship. We're trying to use a little tugboat to change the trajectory of a cruise ship. It's not going to happen instantly. It's going to be a long process. 
it's it's a lot of momentum we're dealing with here so it's okay that we don't have victory right now the cruise ship can be changed the, the course can be altered each new advancement is something to be celebrated but then I look and I realize that the shoals are half a mile away. And if we don't change the ship now, if we don't change the direction right now as fast as humanly possible, then we're not going to make it. So so I don't know. I don't know. You know, we've got this story. Attorney General Ken Paxton sues to end NGOs operations in Texas after discovering potential efforts to facilitate illegal immigration. Again, half of me is like, heck yeah, this is what needs to happen. The NGOs are organizing this. They're funding this. They're breaking the law. They need to be held to account. Thank goodness Attorney General Ken Paxton survived his impeachment and is able to carry this off. But then there's always that other part of me that's like, oh, you're going after one? What about the other thousands? Are you going after the UN too? It's like any good, any piece of good news, I'm just unsatisfied. There's, there's so much that has to be done. Such extreme measures are going to have to be taken to get us back on the right track in enough time to rescue this country and not just have to like rebuild from scratch when everything falls apart. Uh, I don't know if that answers your question. I'm not. I'm not black pilled or or white pilled. I'm just. I'm. I'm just trying to to appreciate the good things and uh, still, you know, spread spread awareness of the bad things. And that that was my big takeaway from the show today was just how how what what is it going to take? How much has to happen when they're taking children away from their parents after indoctrinating the kids into transgenderism at schools? How is everybody not awake? How is everybody not aware this yeah. is happening? So I, I, I honestly don't know at this point. When I think about the philosophy of inevitable entropy, obviously this is a terrifying notion. Like, is, is this civilization going to collapse just like every other civilization throughout history? And nobody wants to deal with worrying about whether their kids are going to starve in some post-apocalyptic world nobody wants to deal with the violence and rape and murder and just disorder that would ensue with the collapse of the dollar for example and those are certainly things to worry about and very real threats if not likely threats in my opinion but what irks me the most and i think this is sort of my driving force is i don't want to arrive at that environment or that place in our history thinking to myself on top of that that I didn't do enough to prevent it. At least there's some sort of a conscience being clear yeah. that, that I'll have like, hey, I fought, I said, right? Yeah, and yeah. That sort of vindication, what's intolerable to me is the notion that we would arrive at a place like that and I can't imagine being someone who didn't do anything and just let it happen. Do you, do you, how do you think people are gonna feel psychologically in the event that we do have a collapse? Do you think they're actually gonna hold themselves accountable for letting it happen or is, it, is everyone just gonna sort of displace the blame? Everyone does displace the blame. Now, I don't think there's going to be a collapse in the traditional sense unless we go to war with China and they, you know, shut down our our infrastructure, which they've proven to be capable of doing. And are also, by the way, sending tens of thousands of operatives uh, into our country to await orders as we speak. So maybe there will be a collapse. I don't totally disregard the notion, but I see what is much more likely is a South African path that we're going down where Things just progressively and incrementally get worse and worse and worse until eventually the lights can't turn on and, and people are drinking sewage and it's just nothing works. And so there's no collapse in the sense of today everything works, tomorrow there's no internet and everybody's insane. Uh, I think it's going to be decades from now we're going to look around in this country that was once functional and and for the most part not totally corrupted. Uh, it's just going to be it's going to look like any other third world country. 
You know, it's crazy. When I was at the border with the crew, I was talking to Tim Enlow, who was on the air with Alex Jones during some of our reports. And he mentioned one of the alarming things about the Chinese nationals that are coming into the United States was you see them lined up coming into the United States and they're all standing at parade rest. And he's like, oh what kind God. of <laughs> illegal migrant or just random civilian stands at parade rest while waiting in line to invade a country. This is not just some... With their roller backpacks, too. That, that's yeah, the funniest part to me. It's they not just like civilians. It's, it's, it's formerly military, sort of, former military operatives, whether they're from China or other countries. These people have been involved in conflicts, and they are trained soldiers. Yeah, and, and they clearly were dropped off there, right? That, that's always the shocking thing to me is they have like a $300 roller backpack and they're wearing like galoshes and they're like on their phone. And it's and yeah. like, like, it looks like somebody waiting in a line at an airport in America, but they're, they're refugee and asylum yeah. seekers. No, they were, they've been dropped off. And why wouldn't the Chinese, I mean, imagine being the Chinese government right now and going, wait, our number one geopolitical enemy is America and we can just send 10,000 people a month there and they can just disappear into America and America doesn't even track them or, or like this is such an opportunity for sure. them, uh, which is being provided on purpose by the people that plan the destruction of the United States in the next world war. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the differences just to sort of frame it in a different way is when our great grandfathers or our great, 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 great grandfathers in your case came to the United States, they came with their entire family on a boat. Right. And when our grandfathers stormed the beach at Normandy, they went by themselves. So the difference between an invasion and immigration is when you immigrate, you bring your family with you to start a new life in a new country. But when you do an invasion, you leave your family safely at home and you participate in the invasion as just the solo 18 to 34 year old military aged male. And I am alarmed just seeing all of the young men of course. without their families, there's the parade rest clip, popping in into our country it just seems it seems very very suspicious to say the least of course of course i mean it is a it is a full-fledged designed invasion it could not be more obvious and it's another thing where it's just like okay when do you stop being fooled by this when do you realize that asylum or refugee status does not apply to any of these people i can understand you go okay yeah we take asylum seekers and refugees and a couple thousand show up and you go don't worry, we're America. We don't pro we don't persecute people for their, well, we used to not persecute people for their beliefs. Come on in, and then like ten thousand show up, and then a hundred thousand, and we've got ten million a year crossing. At a certain point, you should go. Okay, hold on. I don't believe all of you people are refugees. You're taking advantage of this system, and you shouldn't be allowed to take advantage of a system. That's not like a, it's not a controversial belief. But so I don't know. A hundred million people a year. It's not like there's any, uh, you know. I mean, there's a billion Chinese people. There's no shortage of people that could come across. There's nothing to say that this ends at a certain point other than us ending it. Uh, the flow will never stop. It will continue uh, indefinitely until we decide to stop it. And the people that are in charge have decided to uh, encourage it at every, in every opportunity. Speaking of political persecution, I want to talk a little bit about Julian Assange because yeah. – I sort of became politically active right after January 6th, 2021. So I saw what happened on January 6th. And after days of seeing how it was covered, how politicians were responding to it, I was so miffed, to say the least, <laughs> about the mischaracterization of what happened. First, I thought it was just an example of a fluke number of protesters getting carried away, getting rowdy and actually breaking the law. And then it came out with the Ray Epps stuff and some of the great reporting from Darren Beatty and others that this was actually seemingly a PSYOP, an instance of entrapment where there were a lot of feds operating 
uh, within the crowd and, and getting this to, to happen. And so I was so miffed. That is when I became politically active and started watching InfoWars every day, started uh, actually trying to build a Twitter account and start a podcast and interview influencers. And okay, we've arrived at a place where I need to get involved. My vote is not enough. I want a voice. That being said, this Julian Assange story goes back many years before I was paying attention politically. I was trying to start a small business. I was not spending any time on politics. Can you, for the sake of myself and the audience, give just sort of a 30,000 foot view of the Julian Assange story from like the beginning to end? And I don't mean to throw you a curveball if you're not prepared <laughs> to answer that question, but what exactly happened with him? I don't think people even understand why he's in the situation he's in, who he really is. They might not even remember he was associated with WikiLeaks. Let's dive in a little bit. Uh, well, it's it's not really that complicated. He ran WikiLeaks, which was a, a, a website that published uh, classified documents that were leaked to them from uh, whistleblowers within the United States government. And they revealed some very disturbing things, specifically about Guantanamo Bay and about uh, the Iraq war. And the thing that they have charged him with is saying that he helped and and participated in the acquisition of classified documents with the help of uh, Bradley, now Chelsea Manning. So it's that, like espionage, kind of? I, they are charging him under the espionage. It's a 1917 espionage charge. It's one of the only people ever charged under it, actually. And it's, I mean, none of it's valid. None of it's uh, legitimate. He spent, I think, uh, either six or nine years in the Ecuadorian embassy. I, I don't have all the details right. right in front of me. I remember that. But he, he sought asylum with the Ecuadorian embassy. Uh, he was extradited a couple years ago or taken out of the embassy in London and is now in uh, British custody. And right now he's going through his final appear t uh, appeal to fight extradition to the United States. So the United States has been desperately trying to get custody of Julian Assange in order to charge him with this espionage charge based on him releasing classified uh, material that he, he wasn't allowed to have access to. But long story short, the man exposed war crimes and is now being punished as if he committed war crimes. Uh, he, he is a, 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 real, a real hero, honestly. He, he has put himself on the line and is, is suffering the consequences of standing up against the liars, deceivers, warmongers, and psychopaths that run this country. And I, I pray there's some remnant of you know, the principle of free speech that really started in Britain. We, we codified it with the First Amendment, but that was an, an outgrowth and a continuation of what had been going on in Britain. I pray that the UK judges still have respect for that and uh, you know understand that what Julian Assange did was not illegal. He published documents just like the New York Times published documents. Sure. Uh, uh, Washington about Post during what, Nixon. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's what he did. And uh, they're they're trying to just they well they basically have destroyed him over it they just want to finish the job and of course Hillary Clinton was caught on tape saying can't we just drone strike this guy I mean they they hate Julian Assange for the crime of exposing the war crimes that they committed and allowed to have uh, allowed to happen I would love for the crew if if you guys can to find that clip because I haven't seen that clip this is the first time I'm hearing it that's fascinating just uh, let me know if you find it we'll run it obviously Assange has been imprisoned of sorts for for a number of years now. And I've heard reports that his treatment hasn't been the best. Obviously, sometimes he's seeming to not have seen the sun mm -hmm. in, in, in months, if not well, years. Well, he's, he's not at his appeal hearing because he's unwell. He's not even healthy right. enough to go to his extradition hearing. There were even reports and, and rumors that he wasn't cognitively all there, almost like sort of the madman in, in solitary confinement. So my question is, what is worse 
for him about being in the United States versus where he is now? It seems like things couldn't get much worse. Why is he fighting this extradition so so hard? Uh, you know, I don't know what the punishment is for um, what he's being death. charged with. It might be death. So, you know, that would be one thing. But although he has said that if he is extradited to the United States, well, I, I, I shouldn't say because I, I, this is just something I saw. I didn't actually confirm it. But the rumor is that he basically was like, I'd rather kill myself than, than go to the United States. So, uh, you know, I, that, that's, a, that's a pity. But again, that's just a rumor. Yeah. I, I probably shouldn't spread that. But. Well, it's crazy because what's happening to Assange seems to be exactly what would have happened to Edward Snowden. Exactly. Had Edward Snowden been caught. And then we have this irony on top of it all that Edward Snowden is seeking asylum from the United States in Moscow while mm -hmm. the Kremlin is being accused of this Navalny mm -hmm. assassination or, or death, yeah. lack of a better term. What's going on with the hypocrisy there? U Ukraine's killing our journalists. Moscow is actually giving asylum to genuine asylum seekers, yet we're sort of advocating that we have moral superiority as a nation, despite the fact that we've committed every crime that we accuse Russia of. What, what's going on? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's beyond hypocrisy. I mean, you know, what I, say, what I say on my show all the time is you can, you can actually have positive hypocrisy if I smoke, but tell you not to smoke, right. I'm being a hypocrite, but it's good advice still. It's actually still correct. What's going on here is, is beyond hypocrisy. It's, it's deception at, at, at its core. And it's just, you know, when you've got Biden and everybody going up and, and shedding crocodile tears for uh, Alexei Nalvani and while simultaneously trying to extradite and kill Julian Assange, these people don't believe anything. Uh, they don't, you know, none of this is valid or real. It's all just pure and simple uh, power politics and sending a message to anybody else that might want to be a whistleblower or a journalist and publish classified documents that you'll get the uh, Julian Assange treatment, uh, just like, just like they say you would in Russia. But no, it's uh, it's it's pitiful and despicable, and uh, yet another thing that I'm I'm surprised more Americans aren't aware of and outraged by the treatment of Julian Assange. I just want to take a minute to remind the audience that Alex Jones will be hosting the show later on in the hour. So we are just filling in while he is fighting the info war on another front, but he will be in the studio. So stick with us, folks. And on that note, I want to dive in even deeper on this, this Russia, Ukraine, United States dynamic that's playing out. Yeah. Obviously, anytime you point out any hypocrisy or you criticize the United States or Ukraine in any way, you're immediately criticized, especially on Twitter for being a Putin shill, somebody who actually just adores Putin or loves Putin. I just want to explicitly ask you in an intentionally sort of ambiguous way, what do you think of Vladimir Putin? Uh, Vladimir Putin is, a, can answer like Trump. He's a very smart guy. He's a very smart He's guy. A killer. They're all killers. He's a killer. You don't get to where you get, <laughs> you know, now. So, I mean, what happened was after the USSR fell and, and stopped being communist, it was for several years, really just the playground of oligarchs who had been in power already in, under communism, under capitalism. They, if anything, expanded their exploitation. And as far as I can understand it, I'm, I'm no historian, but uh, Putin really represented sort of the end of that. He, he did a lot to bring the uh, living conditions of Russians, bring their standards up. Like, I mean, it, it it sounds this wasn't that long ago. It sounds like forever ago, but like the idea of Russians having having malls and you know washing machines and this sort of stuff. 
I mean, they didn't have that under communism. They didn't have it under the oligarchs. And, and Putin really stopped the oligarchical uh, exploitation. And this was uh, in the in the late 90s, right? Yeah. Uh, he was president for a period of time in the early 2000s during the Bush administration. I believe he retired and then came back. Right. But he's always sort of been a, a, a power player. And that's why a lot of people sort of refer to him as like a new czar because he's it's not he's not actually appointed to his position for life, like somebody like Xi Jinping in China, mm -hmm. but he basically has uh, total domination of the of the Russian political system at this point. And, you know, I talked today, I, d I did a very long segment breaking down uh, John Stewart on The Daily Show, and he basically dedicated a whole show to insulting Tucker Carlson for going to, uh, to Russia to talk to Vladimir Putin. And yeah, he's going to Congress to talk to Congress, which is... John Stewart. Yeah, which is which is responsible for some of the greatest war crimes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, very true. But he so, uh, you know, his whole thing was he was like, well, commun you know, it was communism versus capitalism, you know, back in the day. And now the new divide is woke and unwoke. But my interpretation of that is during the Cold War, American men weren't putting their lives on the line for an economic system. They were putting their lives on the line to promote the American way, which was Christianity, freedom of thought against an atheistic, despotic control system that was communism. And that divide, in many ways, is still the divide we're dealing with. So, you know, what America has become is, if you want to, you know, people call it woke, but it's a, it's a form of race communism uh, that infests all of our institutions. And Russia, whether legitimately or not, portrays itself as Christian and upholding orthodoxy and, and Christian values and standing up against the woke, communistic uh, deconstructionism that American is America is suffering under. So it's, it's sort of odd because it's sort of the same Cold War dynamics, except the positions are switched. Mm. They're now fighting for Christianity. I mean, you know, it, we put in God we trust on our money in the 1950s. Uh, the Pledge of Allegiance didn't have the words under God until the 1950s. It was by putting God into these things. It was a, a signal that this is, this differentiates us from the communists. We believe in God. We are, are Christian uh, to oppose the atheistic communism of, of Soviet Russia. And so if you're talking, if the divide is actually a form of communism versus Christianity, then those positions have flipped. America is now pushing a, a form of communism around the world and to our own people. And Russia seems to embody a, a Christian ideal that we've lost. Well, it's crazy because this goes all the way back to John Locke's Second Treaties of Government. Had to read it in college. It's like 80 pages. If you're interested in politics or political philosophy at all, it's an absolute must read. If you're not interested in those things, then you're going to find it very dry. Right. <laughs> right. But the whole idea of private property rights and how everything we create with our own body, which is given to us by God, is also our property because we produced it with our own will by activating our body in the world. Exactly. The work that we do, it all goes back to this notion of God. And even though many of the founding fathers weren't explicitly Christian, they were all at least a deist. None of them were, as far as I know, avowed atheists who just denied the existence of God. They, they disagreed about the nature of God, whether or not he was involved or sort of like, a, like an absent father, but they all believed that God existed and that our rights were given to us at birth by God. So it is incredibly important if we want to uphold the West and the philosophy of capitalism that as a culture, we at least generally accept the existence of God because 
the philosophy sort of falls apart if there is no deity bestowing rights upon you. If God doesn't exist, then who says that you have rights when you're born? You're just sort of matter in the in the universe. Right, and 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 private property is big of it, a, a big part of it. In other words, it wasn't a the Cold War wasn't a battle between two economic systems. It was a battle between right. two philosophies about the the, the basis of of what humans are and, and why we're on why we're on Earth really, and of course capitalism is a outgrowth of freedom. It just is what happens naturally if you give people freedom. As I said on my show earlier today, if you just drop people off in the forest, they would establish private property. They would establish property lines. They would start trading with one another for their mutual benefit. Capitalism is an outgrowth of freedom, not, not the basis of it. Great insights there, Harrison. Stick with us, folks. We will be back after this short break with more news. Alex Jones will be hosting the show today. We are just filling in while he's fighting the info war on another front. So make sure you stay tuned for more on the other side. People ask me all the time, why do your supplements work so well? because we go out and find out what's already the best sellers nationwide and worldwide. Then we go to the top companies to produce them and we private label already existing best-selling products. And in most cases, we ask them to make it even stronger, even better, because we want it to work for you. We want you to love it. We want you to come back and get more of it. We treat you like we want to be treated. Plus that's just good business. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you, we have the strongest turmeric formula out there, bar none. We went to multiple top suppliers in the country about five years ago now and said what is the strongest curcuminoid or concentrate of turmeric you put out they said it's 75 85 percent but most people only go with five percent that's raw turmeric we said what's the strongest you can do 95 percent we have the strongest turmeric on the market at 95 percent with a bunch of other natural ingredients that supercharge it for your inflammation for your joints, for your bones, for your brain, for your heart, for your kidneys, for your liver, for all your organs, for everything. This is such an incredible product. It's Body's ultimate turmeric formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. That's the concentrate of turmeric. Ladies and gentlemen, Body's is an incredible product. And when you get it, it funds the info war, which is a 360 win. Why are some of you shopping with the big box stores and the establishment, who have some great supplements, by the way, and some crap ones? Why aren't you shopping with the good guys at InfoWarsStore.com? I want to thank all of you that do shop at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to encourage all the other great listeners and viewers, people watching us on X and you name it, to please go to InfoWarsStore.com and check out these amazing products like Bodies, Ultimate Turmeric Formula, and I know you're going to love it and become a repeat customer. That allows us to stay on the air and expand in the face of the tyrants. So get your Bodies, Ultimate Turmeric Formula now with 95% humanoid at InfoWarsStore.com. If people somehow put aside the obvious danger to their ability to earn and maybe to their lives of saying what needs to be said, then we greatly outnumber those we are pitted against. They are ferociously powerful, but I would also point out this interesting error. So I call the force that we're up against Goliath, just so I and remember what the battle is. Goliath made a terrible mistake, and it made it most egregiously during COVID, which is it took all of the competent people, took all of the courageous people, and it shoved them out of the institutions where they were hanging on. 
And it created, in so doing, the dream team. Created every player you could possibly want on your team to fight some historic battle against a terrible evil. All of those people are now at least somewhat awake. They've now been picked on by the same enemy. And yeah, all right, we're outgunned. It has a tremendous amount of power, but, but we've got all of the people who know how to think. So I hate to say it, or maybe I like to say it, but I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I like our odds. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. America has been captured. We have an occupied government. Any loyal American who does not want to be a complete slave of a biomedical extermination operation needs to get informed quick, get right with God, and then start telling everybody you know about it and not complying with the system. The system is here to destroy us. Complying with it will get you killed. Period. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. EU-US tension worries Kissinger, and are we going to lose our liberties in this country because everybody from Governor Frank Keating to Henry Kissinger are calling for Americans to start living another lifestyle, to give up liberty for security as the Henry Kissinger and Governor Keating quote, and I'm hearing it all over the radio, television. Uh, Kissinger was asked how to get the UN troops on American soil back in 91 in Evian, France, in front of the Bilderberg Group. He said that we had an outside threat. The American people exactly. would beg for their world exactly. government to save them. The alien threat scenario has been discussed by Kissinger and others. Publicly, they've admitted they're going to use a fake alien attack. There also exists an extraordinary opportunity to form for the first time in history a truly global society of a new world order. That's what this is about. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today. Take on the new world order by keeping InfoWars on the air. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show, folks. I am Chase Geyser, joined by InfoWars host of the American Journal, Harrison Smith. We are filling in just briefly for Alex Jones. Alex is set to be in studio in any minute. He's in the other room in a meeting fighting the InfoWar on another front. But as soon as that meeting is over, he will be joining the broadcast and hosting the remainder of the show. You know, it's interesting looking at that Kissinger video that we just ran. All of those audio clips about Kissinger from Alex, from callers, those were all from 2001, I believe. So when Kissinger died and when it was the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, I believe, coming up, I made, I can't remember if I made that when Kissinger died or for the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. I think it was for Pearl Harbor. I went through the transcripts of all the broadcasts from 2001. I typed in, I created a tool so that you can search by keyword every time that that word was mentioned on the broadcast and I just pulled them all together. It is amazing how insightful Jones has been in terms of just sort of the way that power conglomerate conglomerates and what the implications of that are over the course of decades. How is it, you've known Jones a lot longer than I have. How is it, do you think that he was able to put those pieces together as such a young man. I mean, that famous clip of him before 9-11, he was 27 years old predicting that Osama bin Laden was going to be blamed, predicting that they were going to fly 747s into the World Trade Center as early as March 6th of 2001. He's 27 years old. I was so stupid when I was 27. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he'll explain it. It's because they, they 
more or less tell you what they're going to do uh, in their own white papers. I mean, the, the thing is that what we're dealing with now is less of a conspiracy in the traditional sense of men in a smoke-filled room making decisions in secret that then get pulled out. I mean, that that uh, get, get carried out, you know, in, in public. That still happens, obviously, but they're they're more public about it now. But what we're dealing with now is like a societal conspiracy where everybody has to be brought on the same page. It's why they have the World Economic Forum. That's why they have these confabs where they all come together and get on the same page, and then they're uh, – their instruments, their puppets go out and carry out the orders that they're given. So they have to they have to publish things. They have to tell each other what what's next. What are we doing next? How should you respond to this next? You know, they whether they call it uh, like the lockstep document, or disease X, even disease X. Right. They have to get everybody on the same page because it's less of a small group of people, uh, you know, getting in a, in a dark room and, and manipulating everybody else. But it's a almost a, a nation or globe worldwide conspiracy taking place here uh you know one way to to be right more often than not is just assume the world is run by insane psychopaths and try to think if i was a a crazy person trying to make things hellish for everybody what would i do and more often than not that's exactly what's going to happen so again i i think it i think it has to do with just uh reading the reading the uh, white papers reading the internal documents reading the things that these people published for themselves and just didn't expect anybody else to read. And of course, he'll talk to you about his family and, and the history of, and growing up, you know, s- seeing it from the inside to some degree, uh, listening in on conversations as his um, parents were having. But it, in the end, I think it's just about thinking for yourself, being a free thinker, and just going, I'm not going to take anything I hear on, at face value. Everything I'm being told, I'm going to question, I'm going to research, I'm going to look into. And once you start doing that, you almost inevitably come to the conclusions that Alex comes to. Did you ever see the movie Goodwill Hunting? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. There's that famous scene where Matt Damon's character, who's this mathematical genius, is working for this famous professor of mathematics as part of like a probation program, basically, mm-hmm. is, the, is the plot of the movie. And you remember that scene where he walks in, he's solved the proof, and the professor's like, oh, that can't be right because he doesn't understand how he solved the proof. And Matt Damon just snaps and goes, you have any idea how easy this is for me? And he lights the, <laughs> right. the paper on fire, on fire and he says, you figure it out. That's how it feels to me since I've been involved in InfoWars. And, and I'm sure this may be how you feel and Owen feels and Alex feels. After you realize the extent of the propaganda and the corruption and the conglomeration of power and globalism, after you realize what's going on, it is so easy to spot every instance of propaganda, to see right through every single headline. What's astounding to me is how difficult it is for everyone else. Their strategies seem so transparent and stupid and obvious to me. What I can't understand is how effective propaganda actually is it works and it's silly and dumb and obvious and cheap why is it that it works it's not just because everybody's stupid because only half the population's stupid everybody else is average or above <laughs> right you right. know so why does it work on so many people uh it's you know it's a good question it's this question i was struggling with to uh today just the going how do, you, do people not know what's going i mean how do you get because you, you'll get a parent that realizes what their child is being taught in school. The, the story we had today about a Canadian high school sending kids home with just, just literal 
gay pornography and just like sex toys. It just horrible stuff. And for every one parent that gets outraged and speaks up and and goes to the school board meeting, there's at least nine parents that see what's happening and go, oh, gee, that wasn't like that when I was in school, huh? And that's it, right? Like, that's all. That's the only reaction they have. So the normalcy bias, I think, has a huge, huge part to do with it. In other words, people's ability to to uh, um, take something new and just just that's how it is from now on. Not question how it got there and where it came from or who's doing it, but it's just that's the way it is now. And it's up to me to change my mind to fit with the modern age rather than question it or rebel against it. So I think normalcy bias has a lot to do with it. I also think that we have the issue of having to deal with layer upon layer upon layer of deception. So I was talking to somebody who really hated Trump recently, and you know they, they didn't mention the trials that he's going through as if they were actually evidence of him doing something wrong, but she was happy they were happening. Mm. So to them, you know, if you talk about January 6th, it's not so much about January 6th, you have to go all the way back to 2015 and 16 when, you know, they were spreading lies about Trump supporters being violent at his rallies. So to these people, what's been seeded in their mind is, okay, Trump violent, Trump supports violence, Trump is a, is a Russian agent. That just, that gets seeded into their brains, it stays there. And so then every other lie gets built on top of that and on top of that and on top of that. So what what we are trying to do in in debunking claims from the mainstream media or showing how something in, in an article is propaganda. It's not enough just to deal with that. You almost have to dig down and go back to the root of the lie, which may have been years ago that people have internalized and truly believe now. So I think that is a, is a huge part of, and we know that's a huge part of propaganda because the people that do propaganda can explain to you how it works. And repetition is a huge part of it. And, you know, like Russia collusion is sort of the perfect example because it's been undeniably proven to be false. It is, I mean, they've done the investigations, came up with nothing. Everything they tried to push has been proven undeniably to be false. And yet people will still get up on TV and go, well, you know, Russia, you know, Russian collusion that Trump was involved in. And you're just like, wait, what? I, I have to try to disprove this lie from five years ago because you're using it to justify your actions now. This is insane. So it's about the persistence, the repetition, uh, and, the, and the way that even when proven wrong, they just move on, ignore it, and just act like the lie is still true. We're coming up on a break here, folks. Afterwards, Alex Jones is going to be hosting the Alex Jones Show, so make sure you stick with us and don't go anywhere. In the meantime, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. I highly recommend TurboForce Plus. It lights me up like a Christmas tree, one of my favorite products. But going there is a 360 win because you get great products and you keep InfoWars on the air. Stick with us for more on the other side. Not all energy drinks, not all energy powders, not all energy pills are made equal. A lot of them out there work really well. They wake you up and for a long time. The problem is they have a horrible letdown and they have ingredients in them that are not good for your body. TurboForce was developed by one of the top scientists, sports nutrition experts in the country. And obviously because of all the attacks on M4s, it was a private contract. But we paid him to develop what he believed with the ingredients available would be the best, cleanest, long-term, 10-hour clean energy. And we were able to develop TurboForce. Only takes a little bit and it time releases. Hits in about 30 minutes, but 
the different natural compounds that are in it synergistically work to give you energy on average for 10 hours with no letdown. Now that doesn't mean if you end up not sleeping all night on it, you're not gonna be tired the next day. But if you take it in the morning, say, and then work till midnight, I have no hangover from it, my crew doesn't, the listeners love it. So I wanna encourage all the viewers and listeners out there that wanna support the broadcast, at the same time get an incredible product, go to InfoWarsStore.com today and peruse the site. And while you're there, get a canister of TurboForce. We used to have it in little individual serving packets, but most folks told us a full pack was too much. So now it's in a single scooper, and this formula is even stronger. That's why it's Turbo Force Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, Turbo Force doesn't just boost your focus and your clarity and your stamina and your libido and so much more. It doesn't just do it in a clean, focused way. It also funds the InfoWar. Are there a few other energy drinks and energy mixes out there that are, quite frankly, just as good? Yeah. This guy that developed ours developed those as well. But this is in the top three or four in the world. It works the best and it funds the Info War, a 360 win. Get Turbo Force today on sale at InfoWarsStore.com. Victor in Florida, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing Excuse my friends. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%. It's 99%. They never buy anything. It's just these are really good products, and if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. We have next-level foundational energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took next-level foundational energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. And in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to have energy, you know, and, it, and it, that's pretty much it. It doesn't feel like a stimulant. You just feel like you're supposed to. And what it does is it's the, it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody, but particularly some people, Northern Europeans, have, have a low breakdown of. So you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with. That's why Next Level Foundational Energy is so important. Thank you for the call, Victor, and thanks for the plug. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your temporary host for a little while this morning, joined by... Harrison Smith, it's an honor and a pleasure to be with you, Harrison. As always, Alex Jones will be back in studio and hosting the show any minute. We are just filling in for him while he fights the info war on another front. We've got this breaking story that Letitia James is prepared to seize Trump assets, including 
New York City buildings. We're going to run the clip here in a minute. New York Attorney General Letitia James told ABC News on Tuesday that she's ready to have the courts physically seize Donald Trump's properties and other assets if he doesn't pay the full $354 million fine recently handed to the former president in a BS civil fraud case. It would be so funny if they seized Mar-a-Lago and sold it and it was proved that it was <laughs> more valuable than Angeron said in order for him to pay off the settlement. <laughs> that would be very the, ironic. Of the price, that'd, be, that'd be wild. So let's run this clip and then we'll talk about it. Out of the ABC News exclusive tonight after Donald Trump was fined nearly $355 million in his civil fraud case. Tonight, New York State's Attorney General Letitia James saying she's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets, including his buildings, if he doesn't pay the money. ABC's Aaron Katursky, one-on-one tonight with the Attorney General. Four days after a judge ordered Donald Trump to pay $355 million for a decade of fraud. New York Attorney General Letitia James says she's prepared to do everything she can to make sure the former president pays his fine, including, she told us, seizing the buildings that bear his name. If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court, and we will ask the judge to seize his assets. Trump was held liable for exaggerating his wealth and inflating the value of his real estate so banks would give him low-interest loans. Trump insisted the banks liked doing business with him. They said no victim, no one got harmed, the banks got paid back, so no harm, no foul. Why is that not the case in your view? So financial frauds are not victimless crimes. He engaged in this massive amount of fraud, and it wasn't just a simple mistake, a slight oversight. The variations were wildly exaggerated, and the extent of the fraud was staggering. Trump said the penalty against him would drive other businesses out of New York. Will appeal, will be successful, I think, because frankly, if we're not successful, New York State is gone. But the state's attorney general told us she's not worried. And last I checked, tourism is up. And Wall Street is doing just fine. Okay, that's enough of this clip. Even with an impending... Can you imagine Letitia James sitting in Trump Tower eating a, a taco salad just saying, I, I love the Hispanics. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's what she wants. I mean, we, we played two compilations today on American Journal of Letitia James before and when she first became attorney general in New York. Mm-hmm. Her entire purpose of getting the office was to go after Trump, and she was not shy about it. It's another one of these things you go... How transparently corrupt can they be before somebody with good conscience or or honor or just something says this is not right? I mean, she's up there giving campaign speech after campaign campaign speech. At one point, she literally says, when I'm attorney general, I'll go I'll go to work in the office. I'll sue Trump and then I'll go home. Like she's like, that's all I'm going to care about. That's all I'm going to do. We will get him. We have to destroy him. I will target him. So it's not like speculation that like, oh, this is some corrupt persecution. She announced it's a corrupt persecution. She said it, you know, she didn't come out and say, I'm going to fight fraud. Oh, look, it looks like Trump committed fraud. She said, I'm going to go after Trump. I'm going to investigate him. I'm going to look at his uh, financial records. I mean, every aspect of this case is so flagrantly in violation of not just the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. It's it's outraging. But you can you can almost see in watching a well-produced ABC News segment, how people can fall for this, how when they present it and you have some misplaced trust in the American system, it you come away with the conclusion that like he had a trial, a fair, you know, must have been a fair trial. This is America after all. And, you know, he was committing fraud, so he has to pay for it. I mean, the way it's packaged, the way it's 
it's presented to the American people is so utterly fraudulent in and of itself. Uh, but it's well done. They have this this almost a, just a tone that they have as if all of this is business as usual. And here's the facts, ma'am. When in reality, every single aspect of this has been arbitrary, capricious, vindictive, and just utterly fraudulent in, in legal terms, in, in my opinion. So Leticia would love to sit in uh, in Trump Tower, I'm sure. They we're getting real, real strong late Ro Roman Republic vibes when mm -hmm. you had prescriptions where mm -hmm. the richer you were, the more likely you were to be put to death and have your uh, goods confiscated. But, you know, the fact she says Wall Street's doing great and Wall Street in and of itself is just a hive of corruption and fraud it, it just well, it and gives well, a lot when there's massive thing. inflation, the stock market typically goes up. Just right. because the stock market is going up doesn't actually mean that the American people are doing any better. It's only doing good for people who have money to put into the stock market, but everybody's living paycheck to paycheck. Credit card debt is astronomically high relative to years past. Bankruptcies are up 20% year over year. So yeah, if you're Bezos, things are looking good because the banks get all this money from the Federal Reserve. They have nowhere else to put it. So it winds up in these Fortune 500 stocks. Then the stock market blows up and the politicians say, oh, the economy's doing great, but nobody's invested. I'm not invested in the stock market. I have been in the past. I had money in the market when Trump was president because I was making money and I could afford to prepare for retirement. But I'm an example of somebody that had to pull from savings in order to make ends meet during some of the rougher years of this Biden administration. So they just constantly lie over and over again. And what baffles me is how they can lie over and over again and get away with it. Then their opponents actually don't do anything wrong at all, but they're incriminated for it. I mean, how is it that the propaganda machine is so powerful, so successful, people are so vulnerable to it, that they've actually successfully married the brands of Vladimir Putin to Donald Trump? So in the, in the minds of the left, they're the same exact person. Uh, propaganda is extremely effective, especially when it happens on a uh, on a front like the American media landscape that all says the same thing at the same time in the same way. It gives people the impression of truth when in reality it's a coordinated lie. It's uh, it's hard to understand. It honestly is very hard to understand. We, we saw Fannie Willis just being an embarrassing, condescending mess. And yet you go on lefty Twitter and they're like celebrating and they're like. Hell yeah, you go, girl. And it's like, this woman has provably committed crimes. Letitia James, provably, knowingly corrupt. They know this. Admitting on the care. stand to having committed campaign finance fraud. I mean, it's beyond proof. They have the text messages, the receipts. I mean, everything about it, they don't care. And that's, that's really the disturbing part is that Americans don't care. They either... It's either they know what's going on and they don't care because Trump Hitler, so, you know, Trump is Hitler, so you know, whatever, who cares? We have to bend a, a judicial proceeding. We're stopping Hitler. So they either know what's going on and they're in favor of it or they're ignorant to it. Or like like the, the clip I know Alex played yesterday of Kevin O'Leary talking about this, where they see what happened to Trump. And, you know, this just goes into the clip we just saw where he says New York is dead. It's people saying, I'm pulling my investments out. I can't trust New York anymore if they're going to treat Trump like this. But it's like, it's not about investments. It's not about, you know, where to put your money. It's about the undermining and absolute total destruction of the basic virtues and principles that make our country functional. So it's it's more than just about 
where do we invest money? It's about you need to stand up to this, to stop this, to, to not let this set a precedent, mm-hmm. not for the future of, of businesses and fraud and whatever. Fraudulent people should be, you know, people who commit fraud should be taken to court and, and punished. They aren't, only Trump is. But it's about the establishment of a system in which any proceeding can be corrupted, any judicial overreach can be justified by people who want to crush dissent by all means necessary. That's the real danger. So it's kind of it's kind of it kind of annoys me a little bit to hear these billionaires and millionaires are suddenly very concerned about what happened to Trump because it affects it may affect mm-hmm. their bottom line. We need these people like if these people were paying attention or cared, they would recognize what's happening to Trump has nothing to do with the money he's being charged. It has to do with the corruption of a system hell bent on destroying any semblance of dissent in the population. Hey, this is the end of the republic if they're allowed to get away with this. But the, the billionaires on Wall Street only care about whether or not they'll be charged next. And, sure. And that's it's like, annoying. It, where were you six years ago when they were lying about Russian collusion hoaxes and things like that? that ha- These are the manifestations of those actions. You're mad about business. That Where were you when the whole system was very obviously corrupt just years ago? And you were happily sort of sitting on the stand of Shark Tank and being Mr. Wonderful. I'm totally with you. So we're coming up on a break here. Alex Jones is going to be hosting any minute now. We are filling in for Alex as he fights the info war on another front. In the meantime, I do want to take this opportunity to talk to you a little bit about Turbo Force Plus. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com to be the reason that we are still on the air. I like all the products at InfoWars. Some of them are more relevant to me than others. One of my favorite things about Turbo Force Plus, similar to Brain Force Plus, or Brain Force Ultra, is that these are an example of supplements that you can take and literally feel your state of mind change within 20 minutes or so. You don't have to take it for two weeks before it kicks in. You don't have to establish it in your body. This is a way to improve your life literally in minutes. Order now at InfoWarsStore.com. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% humanoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off at InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against a globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser. Keep InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team 
Team Humanity. I want to thank you all for your past support, but I want to encourage you all now to understand that this is a revolution against the globalists, and it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of Team Humanity. We're told humans are the problem. We're told we're killing the Earth. We're told all this garbage, so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die. We're not going to do that. Get your Team Humanity shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your support.